The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure buried in a field, which a person finds and hides again, and out of joy goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant searching for fine pearls. When he finds a pearl of great price, he goes and sells all that he has and buys it. The Gospel of the Lord. By way of introduction, my name is Father Jared Holtzutter, Vocation Director for the Diocese. I'm just filling in for Father Eric, who is with the Pilgrims at World Youth Day in Portugal. Don't you feel bad for him, uh, but let's pray that they have a profound encounter with the Lord Jesus in Portugal. So consider for a moment that within our midst, hidden right around us, is something so valuable that it's worth giving everything for. And if you were to search for it, you would find it. And upon finding it, the only logical thing to do would be to sell everything you have to acquire it. And not only would you sell everything you have to get it, but you do that with joy. Because this one thing is so valuable. Searching, finding, selling, and buying. Jesus says that's what the kingdom of heaven is like. So my question for myself and for you is, have I found it? Have I given all to receive it? And perhaps we could begin by just explaining what it is. You know, when we hear these parables, we should always think this is kind of a veiled description of the life of Jesus. Take, for example, the parable of the treasure buried in a field. Jesus was previously speaking of the parable of the sower, where the field is the world, and within this world, he says, is a treasure. And what's the treasure? Well, St. Paul says that in Christ are all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, because in him, God dwells in his fullness, in his body. So think of it this way. God comes to earth, the Son of God comes to earth. He takes on our, our flesh and our very life for an elaborate game of hide-and-go-seek. He hides in the womb of the Blessed Mother. He hides in that obscure village in Galilee. You know, who is this? The son of Joseph. He hides on, a, on the cross, dying a criminal's death. He hides in the Holy Eucharist. He hides in the poor. And he does this so we can have the joy of searching for him and finding him. And if we're going to receive Jesus who became poor for our sake, then the only way to acquire him is to give everything to receive him. Well, what about the parable of the pearl of great price? One way to understand this is to see the church. In the book of Revelation, John describes the new Jerusalem where there'll be no temple because we'll look upon God face to face. We won't need anything to mediate our relationship with God. And the apostles will be the pillars of this new Jerusalem and he says there'll be 12 gates made of 12 pearls. And he says each gate is made of a single 
pearl. So what's the pearl of great price? Well, it's the body of Christ, the church, where the life of God flows to us through the sacrament. Again, worth giving everything for so that we can be joined to the living God. Okay, so that's like a little explanation, just a brief one. There's probably other ways of viewing these parables. But these parables, they're not tidy little stories. They're more like thought worms for the heart. You know, like an earworm, that song that just gets in your head and you can't get out of it. Well, parables are meant to to get in our heart and they kind of make us feel a little uneasy. Like maybe something catches us. And my guess would be that as you hear of this parable, there's one of those stages that maybe catches your heart. Maybe it's searching. You know, we hear of this merchant who searches his whole life for this one pearl. And maybe I wonder, am I searching for that way for the greatest good, the Lord Jesus? St. John Henry Newman, he said that, fear not that your life should come to an end, but rather fear that it shall never have a beginning, that it shall never search in the first place. There's a priest out in California His name's Father John Winkowicz. He's a Dominican priest, but before he was a Dominican, he was a seminarian for our diocese. And you can find online his conversion story. He went to college, and he saw everyone just kind of throwing their their lives away on the smallest of pleasures. And he compared that to the goodness he knew growing up on a farm in Montana. And he's like, what's going on? And so what he did was, from August 15th until Ash Wednesday... He locked himself in his basement and read for 15 hours a day, every day. He read the great works of all the spiritual traditions. He read the Bible, he read the Quran, the Bhagavad Gita, the Upanishads. And he did that because he wanted to find the truth. And what he found was all the truth he found in all those spiritual traditions was contained in the Catholic Church. And he himself became Catholic. But it started with that desire just to search. And it was a real hunger for him. And maybe something in my heart stirs that says, do I search for the Lord Jesus in that way? Maybe it's the finding. You know, this this merchant and this man searching for treasure. One day they just happen to find what they're looking for. And maybe that catches my heart. And maybe I wonder, how come I haven't found God? You know, I've really searched for him. And here we come upon a mystery, that to have conversion is to meet the living God, and we can't force his hand. Like one day we just look upon the cross and we realize, that's the face of God looking upon me with love, and it changes everything. But here I I look to St. Augustine, you know, he became convinced of the truth of the faith intellectually, but he had not yet given himself to Christ. And one day he hears of this man, Victorinus, who was a professor of rhetoric in the Roman Empire, a very famous man. And he became convinced of the truth of the Bible. And on the spot, he renounces his pagan religion publicly, gives up all his status so that he can enter the church. And Augustine, when he hears this, he says, why not me? And in a certain sense, he longed to truly find what Victorinus had found. And even not finding was a stage to him finding what he was looking for. Or finally, maybe it's selling all and buying all that maybe 
provokes a little unease within me. Perhaps I've been captivated by the person of Christ, but the thought of giving everything to receive him, maybe that just seems a little too extreme. Like, isn't Jesus exaggerating? Surely he doesn't expect this of me. He's not calling me to be a monk or a nun or a priest. Well, to that I would say, perhaps the thought of belonging to God completely does excite your heart. And what a shame it would be to ignore that thought. But for all of us, he's asking a radical surrender. where we put out at his feet our entire lives, our wills, our present, our past, our future, our recreation, our finances, to put that all at his feet and say, Lord, it's completely yours. Because if I don't do that, how could God really be reigning in my heart? And this is sometimes it's just mundane. Sometimes it's really great choices. Maybe you heard the conversion story of Dorothy Day, who started the Catholic worker movement. She became convinced that the church was the home of the poor, and she wanted to enter the church. But she realized this meant separating from her longtime partner, Forrest Batterman, who is not yet ready to come into the church. But eventually she made that choice. And you can imagine that sacrifice of heart that it took to leave him. Well, God is always asking that kind of surrender of us. So where does this parable catch me in searching, finding, selling, or buying? Here's my advice. Here at the Mass, surrender it to Jesus in the Eucharist. Make that prayer of King Solomon your own. God, give me a listening heart so that I might know your will and put it on the altar and offer it to the Father so that we might become conformed to the image of God's own Son.